Welcome to the Bobcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great episode for you. Uh, our good friend Elliot Nelson will be joining us. Woo! Later on, he's got some great, great analysis as we go through last week. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Glad you guys continue to listen. I'll keep doing my best to get these out. Sorry. It's coming in about a day late, so we already had week seven game and uh, processing through Mahomes with a dislocated knee, uh, which was gross looking. Uh, so that's already happened. But let's recap what happened in the NFL week six. And we start with the Giants and Patriots. It looked like it was going to be a game for a little bit, but the Patriots put it away as they do. And the Giants looked really, really young as Danny Dimes did not get it done. That rhymed and I didn't mean to do that. Next, we go our way back to London and go to the Panthers Buccaneers where Jameis had himself a day, but not in the good way. Uh, Jameis somehow threw for 400 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm pulling some of this up because his stat line is, I mean, it sounds like a video game cartoon. It is so bad. So give me one second here. And here we go. So, against Carolina, he had 208 yards. He had, or no, sorry, that's the wrong Carolina game. Sorry, there we go. He had 400 yards passing, 55% completion rate, average of 7.4 yards, one TD, five interceptions, seven sacks, and two lost fumbles oof ma goof uh so yeah Jameis was throwing a lot to the other team which makes it really hard uh to win that way I can't believe they were able to pull it back uh but once again the workhorse known as Christian McCaffrey was able to uh pull that through and come out with the big 37-26 win next we go to another painful one for me the Eagles Vikings Vikings Kirk Cousins went nutso on the Eagles, who were talking smack. Smith was later released by the Eagles, who basically was saying that when he was on the Redskins, the problem was always Kirk Cousins, which we've seen lately. That's not the issue. Kirk Cousins had 333 yards and four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had three of those touchdowns and 176 yards passing. The Eagles secondary is non-existent at this point. Honestly, Carson Wentz had a pretty pretty decent day, but when your defense is that leaky, you're going to have issues. That was a 38-20 win. Uh, Minnesota Vikings-Eagles have a huge game coming up this week, uh, this Sunday, against the Cowboys for the division leader. Next, we have Seahawks-Browns. Browns look like they're going to show some life, but man, Russell Wilson is good. Seahawks take it 32-28, and all of a sudden, the Browns, a whole hope for the season, are 2-4 and and 0-3 at home. Not good. Seahawks are 5-1 and overall, uh, taking command of the division, uh, which looks like it's going to be between them and San Francisco at this point. Next, we have Texans-Chiefs. Deshaun Jackson is officially the best quarterback in the league right now. He is killing it. He is fun to watch. Chiefs struggled at the end there. Uh, Obviously, Mahomes has hurt that game, and now he's out with this dislocated knee. Texans 31, Chiefs 24. 
Redskins, first win of the season because of a failed two-point conversion by the Dolphins, and I'll leave it at that. Redskins finally getting rid of Jay Gruden, and we're on to the next coach for Mr. Snyder. Good luck with that. Saints grind one out with the Jaguars, 13-6. Well, uh, Teddy Bridgewater continues to be the bridge once again. Uh, had one TD, 240 yards as they uh, took that home. Kamara, who has actually announced today it was hurt, has been playing hurt the past couple weeks, and it showed uh, with the touches he got. But Saints still able to get the win. Next, we have the Ravens over the Bengals. Became a game there for a little bit. Uh, with the Ravens, 23 over 17 over the Bengals, able to hold them off. San Francisco continues their unbelievable run, 20-7 to over the Rams. They are, San Francisco is now 5-0 and uh, and looking, taking commanding league. They are fun to watch. Meanwhile, the Rams, who were the sweethearts the past two years, are bad. Uh, it is a nightmare for golf. Uh, for Gurley, all of them are just not doing well. All of a sudden, this groundbreaking offense is non-existent. Next, we have the Battle of the Birds. Cardinals squeeze one out, 34-33 over the Falcons. Neither team looking great, but Cardinals get their second, and Falcons just with their lone win over the Eagles. How did that happen? Then we have the Broncos over the Titans, 16 to nothing. Broncos 2 and 4. Obviously, they had another loss, another 2 and 5. Titans are 2 and 4 um, in trouble, benching. Marcus Mariota in order for, for Tannehill this week, which is a monster move. It looks like the first, second overall draft pick is not going to pan out, and they are moving on. The upset of the week, the Jets take down the Cowboys 24-22. It was all over the place. The Cowboys forgot to show up, and Sam Darnold, back from kissing copious amounts of women, uh, was able to have a great game, 338 yards and two TDs. The Jets, with their first win of the year, 24-22. The Steelers got their running game going, with Connors going loose down in L.A., which might as well have been a home game. Steelers, 24 24- 17 over the Chargers. Chargers, both teams actually are now both two and four. Finally, on Monday night, a game decided by the refs. Packers, Lions. It was back and forth. Lions thought had done, but the refs thought otherwise. The Packers take this one 23 22 to take control of the division, sitting at five and one. So another great week in the NFL. Uh, and so let's move on and bring up our boy Elliot Nelson. Uh, for the next couple of segments. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the great Elliot Nelson here on the Bobcast. Second appearance, first time second appearance. Welcome, Elliot. Howdy, folks. Happy to be here. So we got a couple segments uh, lined up here, and we're going to start with the recap of last week. Uh, and go over these matchups, which are really starting to shift out the league. And uh, after that, we'll go over the current standings and where we think things are going to lay out. So let's start with the Lambo Leapers versus MVP Mahomes. Lambo Leapers with a big, well, I would define this one as a rock fight, per se. Classic rock fight. Classic rock fight. Lambo Leapers, 100 points. MVP Homies, 98 points. Ugh. But... Lambo Leapers moving to three and three and still in this thing. Classic case of someone shooting for the moon, ending up among the stars. Way to go, Cabe. Really doing it. Um, yeah, that Disney trade, man, Gabe. That is painful. Painful. Sorry, bud. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, is I made 
Gabe uh, and I made a trade for Disley, the Seahawks tight end for uh, Brita. Last great ginger. And, yeah, last great balding ginger. Fun fact. Um, and uh, Jimmy Graham and Disley proceeded to tear his Achilles on, in the first quarter of the game and is out for the season. So that's a big fat zero, which didn't help, but you still pulled it out. Uh, meanwhile, as I just like to point out, as poor as Cabe's team played, he made some very judicious uh, rostering decisions. Uh, every single player he benched un- underperformed, and every player that he had as an alternative overperformed. That is a great GM right there. Um, yeah, with MVP Mahomes, that 21 points sitting on the bench with Curtis Samuel, that's painful. That's the difference right there. So, uh, we got MVP Mahomes moving back to 4-2. and two. Lambo Leapers now at 3-3. Three and three. And let's head to our next matchup, Elliot. Let's go to Knock on Wood if you're with me versus Jagging. And I would like to go out, and maybe both of us can echo this. Knock on wood if you're with me. Wants to play a victim card, and also an underdog card that no longer can be played or should be played, because we have a juggernaut on our hands, and he scares me. Yeah, uh, Brad's team is is really everyone's least favorite team at this point. Christian McCaffrey is insane. You can count on him for at least 20 points a game, for sure. 19.7 here, really great turnout. I will say that, wow, Brad's second string quarterback, Kyler Murray, put up the second most quarterback point, or points of any quarterback this past week. After only his first string quarterback, Matt Ryan. That is... Yeah, and then we have Stefan Diggs, which was another trade you had with 40 points on the bench. It literally is ridiculous looking at your team, Brad. That is, that is absurd. You had 103 points on your bench with the 145 in the game. Our friend from across the pond, rough week to play, Brad. Though I will say your team didn't really show up. Well, 118 can get you wins in this league. Remember, we were just at a 198 score. So, 118 is not bad, and I feel like Jagan is making a little push here. He is just getting some rough matchups as he goes. Devonta Freeman finally showed up for Jagan. Chris Godwin continued to pull his weight. Kerryon Johnson. Mr. Tom Brady. And... Yeah, and there's not much really on your bench besides Baker Mayfield, which really Tom Brady and Baker were somewhere in the same thing. So it wasn't like you left points out there. So you did your best there. That's all I can say. The problem is is we definitely have the number one player on the other side who is currently in first place, and we have to keep an eye out for him. And maybe McCaffrey's legs will finally break off with the way he's been running. Jogging, time to make some moves, man. Big moves. Big moves. Next, we head to the Sweetheart Bowl with Avery versus, Avery's team versus Little Old Clemson. Oh, man. Little Old Clemson. What an upset. Is rolling right now. 
This team is actually pretty scary. Yeah, I the way Russell Wilson's playing, the way Nick Chubb continues to play, Tyreek Hill back in the game. By the way, I also want to say uh, to Pat, I am very proud of you because Tyreek Hill wasn't announced he was playing until about the morning of, and I didn't think you were going to move him off the bench, but you did. You're paying attention, man. I respect it. Sony Michelle finally putting out some big points, and even even little Clemson's bench is putting up some really respectable numbers. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Alshon Jeffrey put up eighteen and a half points. Little Clemson's pretty scary. I will say I was saying this to Bobby earlier. I think Avery's team is the most underrated team in this league. Uh, if you look at Avery's team, he has the second most points for of anyone in the league. And the most points against. Uh, he's played a tough schedule. Uh, I see Avery's team moving up in the next couple weeks. Well, the problem's going to be is uh, Cooper, who already has been announced as being out for the Philadelphia game, which is a bummer because going against Philadelphia secondary is, for a wide receiver, the best thing that could happen to you. So that's going to definitely be an issue there. Uh, but I see. I always thought Avery's team was pretty well rounded from the beginning of the year. I said that in the podcast. Little Clemson is making a resurgence here, like no other. In the last couple of weeks, has put up some big games, big numbers. Has moved from pretty sure you were one and three. Now you're three and three in a playoff spot, and looking to keep rolling. Little Clemson scares me here. I agree. I don't want to play them either. So, on that note, let's head over to Coors Inheritance versus Matt's Majestic Team. Game of the week with the upset of the week. I am marking it down now. Now, Elliot, I want you to walk through through with me uh, the choices you made to get to this point. Because at one point last week, you had three Redskins players all starting, which might be one of the more disturbing things I've ever heard. You know, it was... um... Going into the matchup, it was certainly a little daunting understanding uh, the, the points that Matt had been putting up. I had um, both starting or both uh, Redskins, uh, number one and number two, running backs, and then Bill Callahan becomes the Redskins coach and says, AP is his man. I uh, took that as a sign. This is not a committee anymore. Committee anymore. Dropped uh, Chris Thompson. Uh, started Adrian Peterson and um, uh, realized at the same time that Todd Gurley is having significant health uh, issues. Going to pick up their number two running back. Um, what is his name? Malcolm Brown. And uh, unfortunately, that did not work out for me. Malcolm Brown put up, I think, Four one, points. one more point yep. than Chris Thompson did on the day. Um, uh, I had one interesting mistake I did make, though. Hunter Henry was supposed to be limited. Our, our tight end on the West Coast puts up 26 points on the day. Uh, incredible output for a tight end. I am really looking forward to what he does this week. Um, so it was, it was certainly down to the wire. Sunday night I was laying in bed checking the scores, watching the minutes tick away on Matt's Majestic team. Matt's Majestic Team, what a fall these last couple weeks. Uh, 105, 
that's not going to keep you in first place. Lamar Jackson had a great week. Ezekiel Elliott had another solid week, but outside that, things did not come through, and there wasn't much. There wasn't much help on your bench either of uh, moves you can make. I mean, Jared Goff on your on your bench. What a disappoint! What a disappointment this year, Jared Goff. He had one point one two points, only seventy eight yards, and one fumble lost. Yeah, Shadid's team's just really not. I mean, excuse me, Matt's team at this point is just really not looking the way they'd like to look at this at this moment. It was a bold move, also putting Eckler and Gordon out at the same time. Not one I would normally agree with, the putting the one and two running backs out on your same Matt roster. Matt chose to handcuff himself. Interesting decision there, Mister <laughs> Mister Gordon. So Mister Gordon now at four and two after. Uh, starting out in number one in the league in Coors Inheritance at 3-3, three and three, right in the middle of the cluster. Moving on up. Now we go to Ryan's Rowdy Boys oh. versus True Philly Scumbag. Oh. Uh, actually, it was close there oh. for a while. And I was very nervous. I was obviously at a wedding, in a wedding, on the West Coast, which meant that all the crucial games were happening during the wedding. And it was close up until Connor decided... He, he wanted to play football this season, finally, and did what I drafted him Well, to do. surprising outputs, I'd say, from Golden Tate as well. The slot receiver, the old, old slot receiver, who is splitting time with everyone on the Giants team, essentially. Not really, because fun fact about Golden Tate is he was suspended four games initially to start the season for a fertility drug that he and his wife were using to try and get pregnant. There's better ways. And then realized it was going to cause him cause him to get hit by the drug test. He reported it himself. NFL still suspended him. Stand-up guy. Which is crazy. Former Philadelphia Eagle, too. He was. Uh, and going in there, Sterling Shepard was out with a concussion on a Thursday night quick turnaround. So, now, you did decide to leave Miles Sanders on the bench. Yes, I you did. wish you had that one back. Um, I won, so not really. Uh, but, again, uh, I also made a trade with Miles Sanders this week, and it's performances like that that I was able to make the trade. He was drafted as a lot of upside, and it took him. It took him a couple of weeks to get there, and we'll see if that continues because that was not a great game for the Eagles, and he still was able to put out points. Ryan's Rowdy Boys, what are you gonna do? Tenth place, one and five. I'd say still not out of the playoff run technically. Definitely not out of it. I the way this league is going. Remember, we take six spots into the playoffs, so. Last year, we I'm pretty sure I got in on a losing record. You you certainly had a losing record last year, Bobby. Yep. I will say, Ryan Trotty boys, Mike Williams, I think he's going to start to turn up the heat. Um, I, I think James White is also a solid bet every week for the Patriots. He's not going to be able to put the same points up. You already have Leonard Fournette and, and Philip Lindsay who are going to be pulling the majority of the weight. Mohamed Sanu... Time to ditch the number four receiver in the Atlanta Falcons. Dude, the Atlanta Falcons in general is a disaster. So, yeah, Ryan Rowdy boys, Odell finally did something with his life. 101 yards, six receptions, putting up 13 points. There's no touchdowns, but that was big. Leonard Fournette has been consistent, more consistent than last week. You really have a 
you have a strong center there with Fournette and Lindsey. I mean, a lot of people would like to churn out 15 to 16 points somewhere in there from your main running backs. Uh, but, yeah, going forward, um, obviously, I would like to say I made a trade with Ryan this week as well. And so we'll see if that works out for both of us because I definitely thinned everything out. And we'll get into what next week looks like. But... Yeah, I was nervous there for a little bit, but then Connors took over and we were gone. And that was even the past couple of weeks. Kamara has, who clearly has been injured and was announced today, uh, has really been struggling. So it was nice to get some answers from the rest of my team, including Mike Evans as his quarterback, as you know, decided he was going to throw it to the other team six times, fumble it another three times, and get sacked another eight times. Well, you can't be everything for everybody. And those, those stats are real. So, let's just make that clear. That was not an exaggeration. So, with that said, let's take a look at our standings right now. We're going to roll through this. And number one, knock on wood, if you're with me, with the league leading 862 points, and it is not even close. Ungodly amount. That is ridiculous. You are a good 100 points ahead of the next person, who is... Is it Avery's team? It's Avery's team. Avery's team. Yep. And so that is that is absurd. And you even and you've been scored against up there too, which is ridiculous. Next we have MVP Mahomes at four and two with seven hundred and forty six. Trending points. down. Trending down in big trouble. Um, again, we'll get that here in a little bit. Uh, with Mahomes's injury issues, but going moving down to second at four and two. Followed by Matt's Majestic team with 695 points in three. Then we move to the big pack of three and three teams starting with Avery's team at the four spot. Little Clemson at the five. Cora's Inheritance at the six, rounding out the playoff seeding right now. For the true Philly Scumbag at the seven at three and three. And the last three and three team, Lambo's Leapers at eight. Followed by Jagan at two and four. And Ryan Rowdy Boys coming at... One and five. So there is a tight little pack down there, uh, and everyone is fighting for that last playoff spot. The bottom half of the league, everyone's essentially within, well, for the most part, everyone's essentially within 20 points of each other. So fighting for that five and six spot, it's pretty tight. And I'd also like to say Jagan's points four, uh, he is... Would I mean he would be up there past you, Elliot, with yeah. the points points yeah. four. He he is scoring absolutely at a he'd consistent in, rate. He'd be in fifth place with points four. So that's also something to think about. So with that said, right now the playoffs looks like at the one spot with a bye. Knock on one here with me. At the two spot with a bye, we have MVP Mahomes, and then we go to. The first matchup of Avery's team versus Little Clemson, the four and five matchup, followed by the three and six matchup with Matt's majestic team, Cores Inheritance for a little rematch and grudge match in there. How would you like that, Elliot? I wouldn't hate it. So, yeah, uh, it was a great week. We can continue to move forward. I don't think we're going to really get into a lot of the free agent pickups or trades or anything if you would like to message me we'll do it next time and start going through theirs but remember 
We are quickly approaching the trade deadline at the end of October. So this is, this is the time to make your deal. So keep that in mind as we move forward. All right, with that said, we're going to a new segment. Uh, and there in a second. All right, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. At the nude segment, I would like to call Nelson Goes Nuclear. Oh, baby. We are getting some hot takes from Mr. Elliot over here. And we have three topics we'll run through. Uh, we'll get some good opinions here. Uh, Brad, you can fast forward at this point because I heard you don't like anything outside of fantasy uh, on this podcast. So, yeah, go fast forward like maybe five or six minutes and uh, get to the next segment. But from there, let's start with the first topic, Elliot. We're going with the NFL refs this season. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, the NFL is hurting, and it seems like none of the decisions they make uh, improve the state of affairs. Uh, for the, the first issue, which you've already shared, we're going to discuss, is the referees. Uh, Detroit Lions fans, if any of you makes your way up to Detroit right now, you may have the good fortune of seeing some of the billboards that the Lions fans have posted along the highways and byways of maybe the worst city in the state of Michigan, uh, Detroit, uh, where they have a ref wearing a Green Bay uh, cheese hat, traditional Green Bay Packer attire. Uh, it's really bad. The calls that they're making, um, the way that they're slowing down the game, uh, the whole thing is painful to watch. Really, this is a call for higher quality refing. I, I don't know what kind of move you make here if you're the NFL. How do you get better ref games? How would you feel if I told you that they got rid of full-time refs before the season? I think that is the absolute wrong move to make. We want, we want our refs to be the highest paid people on that field. If we want the, the quality crafted sportsmanship and experience that we're looking for, you want to be paying these guys who are allowing the game to be played the right way to be actual professionals. Most of these refs actually have their own businesses on the side. Ed Hockey Lee is a lawyer on the side. I know that. I don't know what Sarah Thomas does. I think uh, John Hussey is another one. Bill Vinovich. Gene Steratore. Maybe the most boring man in the world, but that's the guy I want calling my games. I think that guy's favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. Uh, he is about as plain Jane as you get. That's what you need in a ref, you know? And you don't think that maybe with some of these calls being missed is these guys just try, thinking about how they're going to make payroll next week? Getting distracted. Uh, so on that, we'll go to our next topic, which feeds right off to that. Let's get into these reviews. In particular, uh, these... Pass interference reviews that were started this year. You know when you when you make a decision based on a catastrophe, your judgment is generally going to be limited. Clearly, the refs blew uh, the pass interference call against the uh, uh, New Orleans Saints last year that cost the that that allowed them to get to the Super Bowl. That does not mean we need to create a new rule to allow challenges for any calls or non-called penalties. It's going to slow the game down. It's going to make the game less fun to watch. 
This is why having DVR is fine is where it's finally paying off. The ability to fast forward all of this bullshit um, makes the game so much more enjoyable. I cannot imagine a situation where I pay to go to an NFL game live. So that gets into the next topic, game pacing. Game pacing. Football is slower, I think, than it's ever been. It's painful to watch. Uh, the commercial, We, if I have to watch one more repeat Ram, Dodge Ram commercial, I think I'm going to lose it. What about uh, Aaron Rodgers calling uh, Patrick Mahomes me homies? That's 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 a classic one. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, classic white guy, just calling somebody his Mahomie. Yep, nothing racially charged about that. Well, <laughs> they don't have black people up in Green Bay. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so on that note, we will go into what next week is looking like. Elliot, thank you. And this has been Nelson Goes Nuclear. <laughs> All right, here we are for next week. Uh, again, I'm here with Elliot. Uh, we're doing this a little later, a day later. So, of course, we have the Thursday night game already in the books. So there is... Not just pure projections. We see a little bit of what happened. Of course, that Thursday night game. Uh, Bob, was... what's your record up to this point? I have no idea. I keep asking people to hold me accountable, and no one does. Mm. Elliot, have you uh, have you I, been able to track I, what I've been doing? I've got to confess, I've not been a good accountability partner. So for let's get everyone on that. Um, of course, Thursday night game was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos, and it was an eventful game uh, with Patrick Mahomes going out with a dislocated kneecap, which sounds super painful. Seems like everything Mm. came back clear and will be out three weeks at this point, but we'll move to our first matchup because, excuse me, MVP Mahomes is in big trouble. We have MVP Mahomes versus Jagan, and your best player came up. Uh, regrettably short with the numbers put up this week. 20 points short. You know, everyone is just looking at the spread here. Everyone's going to be experiencing bye week blues. Uh, You, no one is going to have, no one in this matchup has got a whole lot of other options to pull on um, with at least three players on fire on each team. Um, So I think this is the first good look Joggins got all season. Uh, the downfall of Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, he's a 62% favorite at this point. I I don't, I don't see a way for MVP Mahomes to win this one. I don't either, especially Tom Brady going against the Jets again. That worked real well last time. Yep. Uh, we're going down the list, uh, Devontae Freeman's going against the Rams. Their defense has been super leaky. They're in trouble. Uh, it doesn't help that you have Galladay and Galladay and Carryon Johnson going against Minnesota. That is scary. Uh, so there's plenty of potentials to mess up here. But again, yeah, I just don't see where the points are going to come from. MVP Mahomes, Keenan Allen with Tennessee. Uh, that's your. That's probably going to be the biggest one that you can get. But the Chargers offense is streaky at this point. Evan Ingram's got a shot against Arizona, but it is in the rain, so it's going to be a tough day all around. Aaron Jones, uh, of course, had the historic 
historic day two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have another one versus Oakland, who all of a sudden is a contender. Uh, but yeah, and you do have the top scoring tight end as of this point with Ingram. And great pickup, I will say, by um, by my homies of Matt Bryant yesterday. Uh, highest, clearly one of the best kickers in the league. Um, certainly the best one that's on the waiver wire. Definitely a little older too, Mr. Saggy Balls over there. Uh, on that note, so who who are you choosing here? I've got Jagan. I got Jagan as well. So let's move on to Little Clemson versus Knock on Wood. If you're with me, and man, what a start! As we just talked about, Little Clemson making a surge in this league. Things couldn't have gone better for you last night, uh, especially with Kansas City's defense. When as Speaking from personal experience, when your defense puts up 24 points, it really sets your entire team up for success. Who does it ever? Tyreek Hill catching the lone touchdown pass from Matt Moore, who just earlier this year was a high school coach and is now starting for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is unbelievable. Uh, I do see at this point... uh, Brad has David Johnson on the bench, banking on that questionable, or maybe he hasn't moved him yet, uh, as well as Matt Ryan. So, interesting situation there. It'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing with his with his bench. Yeah, Murray's going against the Giants, who have a pretty bad secondary. So, I can imagine there'll be points coming there. Uh, the big one is, of course, Chris Carson and uh, Tyler Lockett going against Baltimore's defense, who is not the Baltimore defense of old. And it's been very leaky and giving up a lot of fantasy points. Henry, who I feel like Brad has been trying to trade to everyone starting here, is the. (laughs) I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this podcast has seen that pop pop up on trade proposals. (laughs) Tell me if I'm wrong, Elliot. I've definitely gotten one. Uh, Yeah, but once again, uh, Brad experienced some. Bye week blues with Christian McCaffrey on the bench. Well, if this is the week that Brad could lose a match, or another one, and little Clemson could advance to the packs. Now, I will say it's interesting having Alshon on the bench, especially after the last couple of weeks of him coming back from injury, uh, and the way he's looked uh, and been a primary target, target for Carson Wentz. Absolutely. So, with this one, I am going to take little Clemson on this and continue the rise. What about you, Elliot? I'm with you, Bob. I know I know it's a little chalk right now, but I really feel like little Clemson's got a team to be reckoned with. All right, let's go to Avery's team versus Matt's majestic team, the two London boys. Did you know both of them are in London right now? Gosh, are they going to go to the game? Is there a London game this week? I don't know. I don't think there is, but that would be sweet. Um, with that said, we've got no players that have played yet. We have a projection of Matt's Majestic team at 119 points and Avery's team at 118. What jumps to you uh, out to you at this matchup, Elliot? You know, the interesting thing is going to be if Lamar Jackson can keep up the streak that he's on. As painful as it is to say this about a Baltimore Ravens player, uh, he is dangerous and will always be getting a ton of garbage time points. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Michael Gallup produces. Um, with Amari Cooper being out or doubtful, is he out? He's out. He's officially ruled out today. Um, and actually, Avery's team has Amari Cooper, so that's something Avery's got to figure out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Michael Gallup does against the uh, the Eagles' um, sponge-like 
secondary? Uh, I would say non-existent secondary of going out there. If you've seen the... Yeah, poor, completely porous. Yeah, I, I feel like they're rolling guys like me out there from the street and asking them to play football. So Matt is also, looks like, on the... Um, he's off the Austin Eckler train at this point next week. Um, he is... He's going with Melvin Gordon um, in the starting spot. Um, Larry Fitzgerald over on Avery's team um, starting again. Uh, Avery's got got some some injury issues, so he's out Devontae Williams and uh, Jerron Malice and both Green Bay players. Um, I, uh, I do like Matt's Majestic team here. This is going to be a close one. Now, Lamar Jackson is in a rainy Seattle. So there will be a lot of running points. Deshaun Watson, though, has been the best quarterback in the league this year and has put up some unbelievable points, and you bet that he is going to show up to an indoor game at Indianapolis to take lead of the division. I would watch out on that matchup. That is That could be a lot of points right there. Again, Depending on Avery, seeing how he's in another country, you better change that Cooper, man, because if you lose, because you don't have... Well, let's look. Can he put anyone in there? I don't know if Avery has... He's going to have to change. He's got Drake. He's going to have to switch his flex of Larry with Cooper and then bring Jake in as his flex. He did miss out on Royce Freeman. Who picked up 14 points. That would have been... That would have been crucial, especially for a week like this. uh, I'm actually going Matt's Majestic team on this one. Uh, I think Matt's Majestic team is still a solid team, even though he has two... Well, not two consecutive, because he beat me. Uh, But it hasn't looked great for him the last three weeks. Scoring has been... Yeah. Scoring has been an issue with him. I think this week, it's a little laid out a little better... Um, and Avery's team, I think the Cooper injury is a big problem, especially where the points are going to come from. I said it earlier that Avery's team is, in my opinion, the most underrated team. I think those uh, dreams and aspirations come to fruition as soon as A.J. Green's back in the lineup and playing. Until then, uh, Avery's team is going to be middle of the pack. And do we know when uh, A.J. Green, what his status is? They're saying at least he's not going to be week seven. Could be week eight or nine. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. We'll also see if he gets traded because his name has been thrown out a good bit of uh, teams looking for wide receivers. Wouldn't he be dangerous on San Francisco? He is a 31-year-old wide receiver, though. Yeah, but when you're on a good team, age becomes... Once you get that kiss of life of winning, age, age doesn't last as long. So we'll see how that turns out. All right, next up, we have Coors Inheritance versus Ryan Rowdy Boys. Elliot, I want you to walk, walk me through this matchup here. Uh, this is just going to get ugly real fast. Um, Ryan, I, I love you, man, but none of your seven receivers are going to be able to produce the kind of numbers for you to, to pull this one out. Um, uh, I, uh, I am starting uh, Danny Dimes, um, my... My initial starter, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, is out for the season, so I had to pick up Janus Winston. Uh, he's got a bye, so I am I am also in the bye week. Hurts. Um, uh, Julio Jones, hoping he can put out some numbers. Devin Singletary is probably the the player. Him and Hunter Henry, the two that I'm most excited about. 
I'm also wondering if um, if DJ Chark comes back uh, after a down week last week to put up some monster numbers against Cincinnati. So uh, I the only player I think that's going to do some serious damage, I think Robert Woods could do something. Mike Williams has got something. And there's a good chance Justin Tucker is the highest the highest point scorer for Ryan's team this week. Yeah, so of course, again, I made the trade with him earlier this week. Passed on to him Deshaun Jackson, Sterling Shepard, and Michael San- Sanders to give him some bodies to with some upside on there. Uh, it was I was preparing this unless if this trade didn't come through to start Deshaun, but then it came out today that Deshaun tried to practice and couldn't practice and still not coming back. So that's a problem because the Eagles are dying to get that long thread in there, which would make him a touchdown machine. Michael Sanders. They've been trying to push for him to be the primary back for all year, and it finally clicked last week, especially against a big game with Dallas. That could, I know he's projected at seven, seven, eight points. I think he could get up to 13, 14 again this week, but I think it's uh, a little too far behind. I know Ryan will pick up a tight end here to fill that empty space uh, in time. Uh, so that won't be an issue, but really it's going to be the Lindsay performance to start out. You needed Lindsay to come out strong to have a chance, and three, 3.7 points just isn't going to cut it uh, when the guy across the street is projected at 124 and you have a kicker already putting up 12. So I'm going with Coors Inheritance here uh, with dismay because I'm rooting for you, Ryan, and, and uh, we'll see if things can't turn around for you here again i still think you're in it uh and we'll uh, see how how that goes last last matchup of the week bobs we've got true philly scumbag versus cabe's lambo leapers oh man this is gonna i think this is gonna be the rock fight of the week this is i mean projecting points aren't looking pretty and the more i look at what i'm putting out there I'm not too confident about this either. Bob, this is probably the poop fight of the week. So, I am in bi-week hell. And as of two or three hours ago, Camara has been listed as out for this game. So, luckily, I was able to pick up very uh, very quickly uh, uh, Latavius Murray, who's the backup for the Saints. But he's no Alvin Kamara, and I don't even know if he's going to get that many touches to actually score. But I look across the street at what I'm playing, and I feel pretty good. I I totally understand that. I think this matchup comes down to um, how TJ Hawkinson plays. Uh, I think you've got, on Cabe's side of the table... Pretty consistent number getters. I don't think there's gonna there's really any surprises here. It'll be interesting to see how Levy and Bell plays against New England. Um, uh, T.J. Hawkinson has the potential to go off. He also has the potential to totally implode. Totally erratic player. Arguably the best tight end like that's gonna be available for Cabe. So I think really your hope is that he underperforms there. Yeah. So I think Josh Allen can have a a big week versus Miami. Get a lot of running running stats in there because it is Miami, so that helps. Uh, and then Golden Tate playing Arizona that also helps. Uh, and 
Brita, which, of course, is playing Washington. So the players they do have out there do have very favorable matchups. Uh, Carson Wentz against Dallas, that scares me because we had another anonymous wide receiver being an idiot, and I think Carson is going to go off this week. Uh, and so I that that scares me, and I hate that I have to play him this week, especially playing Dallas. Yeah. Adam Thielen against Detroit. I think Detroit's got a pretty decent defense, so I think they're going to lock him on well. Uh, who knows about Le'Veon Bell or Joe Mixon when uh, your when their offenses are poopy. Um, although the Jets showed life last week and sounded like Sam Darnold was almost guaranteeing a win this week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, and then Gurley, who knows what's going on there, man. That is, that's brutal to watch. Yeah, tough, tough running back situation if you own a, uh, a Rams running back for sure. So, yeah, so looking through, it's not, wow, Gabe has a lot of players on the bench that could be used. Yeah, um, and that is why I'm choosing Lambo Leapers this week. I think he's going to be able to stick it out. Yep, I am I am thin. And the quick story, I made this trade last night with with Ryan, and I said to myself, man, if one of my cup running backs gets hurt, I am screwed because I just traded away my lifeline, and not a couple hours later, Camara's out, man. Bad timing, bad timing. That's sure. some wear, real Camara coming at me. <laughs> so... <laughs> On that note, I am actually going to choose Lambo Leapers to win this one uh, against me, even with my nice little fun new piece of Zach Ertz. I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So it's going to be an interesting one. And once again, I feel great about my team, but I got a hole to climb out of to uh, to make my playoff push. So there we have it. Another great week. Elliot, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Anytime. And uh, as usual, everyone, subscribe, rate, and review. Go unsubscribe, resubscribe, whatever. Really appreciate your guys following. Pass it to your friends. And with that, peace out.